This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Hi, this is reigning rider Kendall Shiner, and you're listening to War Horses, the only college equestrian podcast hosted by Auburn Elvis. Thank you very much. Hello, this is Auburn Elvis, and that pleasant voice you heard in the intro was UC Davis reigning MOP of the weekend, Kendall Shiner, and she was nice enough to record that intro for free. I did not have to pay her 10 bucks, so take that, Bert Auburn. Yeah, so basically the way that worked is um, I put out a call for any UC Davis writers uh, that might be willing to record the intro to the show, and she was gracious enough to help out. Uh, We'll talk more about Kendall and company later on, but first, there are some meat recaps from Thursday that we need to go over first. All right, so first we're going to look at TCU at Delaware State. This was one of those postponements that had happened from the week before because of weather, uh, the first event here was fences, and TCU jumped out to a 3-1 to lead with this event, and they really never looked back. Berube, Scully, Baxter, and Manog all got points, and just like that, the number one team in the nation was going to town. Uh, but Delaware State's Olivia Brown not only won her point, but also took the MOP, so good job there to her. Horsemanship was next, and... Uh, here was the highlight of the day for the Hornets. Basically, uh, DSU's uh, Zener, Grogan, and John kept the dream alive, thinking maybe they could pull off the upset. They won the event 3-2, to two, but Shea Graham won the MOP on the other side for TCU. So, at the half, it was 6-4 to four TCU, um, but that lead was only going to get bigger from here on. On the flat, TCU's uh, Zacharick, Weatherly, and Scully won their points to give the Frogs a 3-2 to two result in the event. Once again, the team with the fewer points overall actually had the MOP ride. And here that would be uh, DSU's Victoria Croston. So on we go to the final event, Raining. There was still a slight chance that DSU could get the upset, uh, but back and forth scoring pretty much gave the Horned Frogs the margin they needed for victory. Uh, TCU's uh, Dukes, Meadow, and McAllister won their points, with McAllister also taking home the MOP honors. So for everyone that has tuned out... (laughs) Um, during the recap so far, the final score was basically 12-8 to 8 TCU. And on we go to UT Martin versus TCU. Now this one was going to be a little bit harder to follow because as it was unfolding online, uh, I'm not really sure of what the order was, but my guess is it was probably the reverse of the previous meet since you basically would have to reset up all the rings and it would just be easier to leave them as they were at the end of the previous one and then work backwards. So that's what I think they did. So based on that, here's how I think it went down. First would have been the flat. Uh, this was back and forth, each team getting a pair of points. Uh, uh, and this was a four on four rider uh, meet. So uh, UT Martin's uh, Sydney Hot did uh, distinguish herself by getting the MOP in this event. Then we had raining. Uh, there was another 2-2 two to two split. TCU's Georgia Meadows got the MOP here. So at the half, everything was all knotted up at 4-all. Next up was fences, and here's where TCU sort of started pulling away. Scully, Baruby, and Baxter took three of the four points with Scully getting the MOP. 
Horsemanship was a little bit closer, but TCU did take the majority of points and maintain their lead with Dukes, Meadows, uh, winning their matchups, and Meadows, I think, actually got the MOP there. So, anyway, the finals was 9-6 to six TCU, which is probably a little bit closer than we expected, but when you're on the road, you will take it. Now, that's all of Thursday, so let's go to Friday. UT Martin at Delaware State. Now, this meet had some big early season conference implications in the ECAC. Uh, DCU had beaten Minnesota Crookston two weeks ago, so they are technically the number one team in the ECA. Uh, ECAC going in. So let's see how that held up. The first event was fences, and UT Martin jumped all over the Hornets from the get-go. Hot, Becker, Gilman, and Kane all notch points for the Skyhawks, but D- DSU's uh, lone point by Brown was also the MOP ride here. Now in horsemanship, UT Martin again took the advantage. Bailey, Davis, and Cedar all won their points, with uh, Kate Davis also getting the MOP here. So just like that, the Skyhawks had a big 7-3 lead at the half. In the second half, the Skyhawks won another event with a 3-2 advantage on the flat. Uh, Here we had Hot, Weiss, and Kane. They won their points. DSU's Olivia Brown got the MOP here. Then we go on to reigning. Very next point went to UC Martin, and that sort of sealed the win. Here we had Davis, Podvinsky, Malone getting points, uh, with Aubrey Malone getting the uh, MOP. And that makes the final score, UT Martin 13, Delaware State 7. So, the big takeaways from these three meets are probably that uh, UT Martin looks to be the main contender contender to SMU in the ECAC, even though we have not seen anything from newcomer Barry yet, but I feel pretty confident that the Skyhawks are going to be the main challenger there. Uh, Delaware State is better than Minnesota Crookston in the conference, but they're going to need to tighten some things up if they want to move any higher up into the uh, conference standings. And, of course, TCU, they're number one in the nation. They went on the road. They looked good enough to get the easy wins. And sometimes, you know, good enough is all you're asking for. Speaking of which, let's check in on how Auburn's road meet uh, went out west. Now, first thing, Auburn went to UC Davis. And I'll tell you, in last week's meet previews, I cannot understate how not worried I was for Auburn going into this meet. I mean, Auburn wasn't the number one team in the nation, but, you know, they did just win at Georgia. And I don't believe the Tigers uh, have ever lost to an unranked opponent, or at least not in a long while. Uh, So this was, you know, it's going to be easy, right? (laughs) Well, you know, let's get on to the action. First up was Spence's. Auburn was a pretty big favorite here. Uh, They did good, but maybe not great as you would expect. They took uh, the event 3-2 with Stern, Steckbeck, and Ferrigno, each getting points. Ferrigno won the MOP. Okay, not bad. Everything's going great. On to horsemanship. Again, Auburn wins this one 3-2 to two with Alexia Tordoff, Friedenberg, and Spack. Uh, Spack also won the MOP here. Uh, so again, you know, Auburn might could have had more points, but uh, this is exactly how the Georgia meet started out. So having a 6-4 to four halftime lead, probably got nothing to worry about, right? Well, on we go to the flat. Now, there was a lot of ties, there was some re-rides, and just stuff that slowed everything down in this meet, just slowed it down to a crawl. So when this event was over, uh, UC Davis had taken this event 2-1. to one. Uh, Margaret Frank got her point and the MOP, and her teammate Sarah Gunnerson also got a point. So uh, only Auburn's Mary Grace Seegers got a point uh, in this one for the Tigers. Then raining happened. Uh, Auburn had a lot of good scores in these other three events, so really, if they could just get two points here in reigning, that was going to at least give them a tie. 
and they would probably win the tiebreaker because there was a pretty low score on uh, one of the rides uh, previously for uh, UC Davis. But alas, uh, UC Davis took this event four to one and also the meet. So shout out to Aggies Langbaum, Newkirk, Dylan, and the MOP rider. Plus, she's also the renowned podcast welcomer, Kendall Shiner. Uh, her ride sealed Auburn's fate and helped pull off the, what is probably the biggest win in UC Davis history. So um, you, you really have to tip your hat to the Davis ladies here. I can remember it was not that long ago when you would listen to Tom O'Mara and Sissy Wicks over on the uh, Plaidcast, and they'd be interviewing folks from UC Davis program, and they'd all be talking about how excited they were to be getting going in their first season in the NCEA. And now here they are, they're out there beating Auburn. So you just wonder, where's the time gone? Uh, for Auburn, you really can't do much but just take this loss on the chin and hop on the bus and get ready to face Fresno State the next day. So that's what they did. And moving right along, Auburn at Fresno State. Fences and horsemanship were up first. This sounds familiar, I get it. Uh, so let's see how it goes uh, this time. So Auburn won fences five to nothing. So you, right out of the gate, they're not playing around. Um, they got Ferrigno as the MOP, then Steckbeck, then Seegers, then Stearns, and Kurtz. All of them won their points. Also, Gracie Pearson rode in the exhibition head-to-head, and she would have won that too if that had counted. So we'll say that's a decent effort to start off. Um, on we go to horsemanship. Here, Auburn's Pardoon, or Pardon, you know, if you're like me. And then Olivia Tardoff, Friedenberg, and Spack, they all won some points. Also want to mention uh, Fresno State's Hannah uh, uh, Joie. Uh, she won her point and the event MOP. So good job. Uh, at the half, Auburn was up 9-1. to one, And so that is how you build a big halftime lead so that even if you have some trouble in the second half, you should, you should still win. So let's see how that second half went for Auburn. Next up was flat. Uh, the first point was a tie, and then Auburn and Steckbeck took the next point. So that meant Auburn had essentially won the whole meet, but you got to keep going. And Auburn did keep going. Uh, Seegers took the next point and the MOP. Kurtz also took a point. Uh, that gave Auburn a 3-1 to one advantage in the event and 12 points overall. But wait, there's still more. Raining. Yes, raining is the last event here. So Auburn's Rainers kind of had something to prove, and Fresno State was the unlucky object of their ire. Um, Auburn's Camera, Alexia Tordoff, Tesmer, and Buchanan all got points with Tordoff doing Tordoff things like taking home the MOP. And uh, I bet I will say Fresno State's Julianne Keeley tied Caroline Buchanan, and that way it prevented a complete sweep in reigning. So uh, if you're adding up everything at home, that makes the final score. Auburn, what? And Fresno State, hmm, which could also be expressed as 16 to 2 in whole numbers. Uh, the takeaway here is probably that Fresno State just ran into a very determined Auburn team that was not in the mood for any of all that. Now, elsewhere around the country, South Dakota State beat the brakes off of Minnesota Crookston. So, I'm just going to read off a whole bunch of Jackrabbit riders, and if you hear your name called, just turn to the person next to you and say, he's talking about me because I won. Callie Carbler, Samantha Hunsecker, Ella Dominicione. MOP Sophia Kregoski, Julia Verkhoven, Hannah Steele, MOP Michaela Haskins, Rachel Darby, Callie Fox, MOP Shelby Cochran, Annika Hansen, Lydia Locken, MOP Cassandra Townsend, and 
Isabella Rigg. So that's 14 names, four of which share the first name M-O-P, which is all kind of weird, but whatever. Good job, Jackrabbits. Next up, we have uh, Sweetbriar at Dartmouth. Now, Sweetbriar was probably a little miffed about giving up another lead to Lynchburg last week, so they kind of took it out on poor Dartmouth. The first event was fences. I think it doesn't really matter because all the drama was gone uh, within once you got two points into either one of those events, so we'll just say it was fences. In fences, everybody from Sweetbriar was a winner. Emily Longest won the MOP, then Isabella uh, Meserick, Wyatt Felton, and Catherine Ashton. On the flat, friend of the podcast and MOP Casey Freeberg won her point, with Atherton and Feltron winning points, but no MOPs because they are not Casey Freeberg. And uh, let's, we're also going to applaud the efforts of Dartmouth's Chloe uh, Terchenko. She got a point on the flat, and it gave her parents something to brag about that they did not get swept there. Also, I want to give a special shout out to whomever posted the official score sheet from this meet because instead of like a PDF from a digital spreadsheet or a scan of the paper copy of the spreadsheet of the score sheet, this one was a cell phone photo of the score sheet sitting in someone's lap. So that is very meta and I, I approve of that. Now, our final meet of the weekend was Baylor at Oklahoma State or David versus Goliath all the other times that you never really hear about. So fences and horsemanship were up first, and there's no point in trying to build drama uh, because all 10 of the points in the first half went to Oklahoma State. So at halftime, this one was basically over. Uh, One of Baylor's riders had a zero already in her ride, so even if the Bears had pulled off some miracle second-half comeback, the best they could probably get, well, the best they could get was a tie, and even then, with that zero, they were probably going to lose the tiebreaker. So, uh, spoiler, there was no tie, and no tiebreaker was needed in this one, so we're just going to do a roll call of all the winners from Oklahoma State, and if I read your name, you get to now wave to all of those South Dakota State riders and say, hey, he's talking about me now. In fences, we have MOP, Emma Pacna, Sydney Ziegler, Sydney North, Sydney Hope King, and Sydney Hope King, a.k.a. Riley Hogan Esquire. In horsemanship, we have Maddie Fussell, Jojo Rabbit Robertson, MOP Claire McDowell, Caroline Nielsen, and Peyton Baxter. Congratulations, ladies. Uh, you almost won the whole day just by yourselves, but you did need a tiny bit of help, and uh, here's where you got it. Actually, you got a lot of help, whether you needed it or not. So you got it in reigning from Molly Mitchell, Tristan Bagby, Jojo Robertson II, and Quincy Clark. So you ladies can all now stand up and take a bow for your four to one win in reigning. But you'll notice there was not a, it was not a sweep because there was a mop on the other side of the bracket, and it has been four years of me doing the podcast, and it has taken me this long to make a sweep. Mop, MOP joke, but here we are. Uh, anyway, so Baylor's Madeline Calloway was the MOP and reigning on the other side there. So the score was now 14 to 1. It was not over yet. We still got one more event. On we go to the flat where Oklahoma State, they only won this one 3 to 2. So we have Hannah Coleman, Hope King, and Grace uh, McReynolds. They all won points while uh, Baylor's and Voorhees took home the uh, MOP honors here. So now the meet was officially over and the official score was a 17-3 blood sport. Uh, This was really kind of a disaster for Baylor. Uh, They were hoping that uh, Oklahoma State was vulnerable because of that upset loss that they had had to SMU a few few weeks back. But no, no, no. 
Oklahoma State is still very good, and they really wanted you to know that. <laughs> uh, so now we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we will do some meat previews. Okay, we're back. Now, let's do those meat previews that I promised you. Uh, first, we're going to look at TCU at Baylor, which is happening this Friday. Baylor did not look great against Oklahoma State. TCU is undefeated. So, when you look at those two things alone, I think you have to go with the Horned Frogs. It's at Baylor, though, so I think it's probably going to be a little bit closer than uh, it otherwise would be. Certainly closer than that Baylor-OSU meet was. I still like TCU, and I think they'll probably win by about four or five points. Next, Sweetbriar at Sacred Heart. Now, Sacred Heart figures to be better than Dartmouth this year, but that still probably isn't good enough to beat Sweetbriar. The Pioneers might be able to steal a few points here and there, but I think the Vixens still win this one by three or four points. Next, UT Martin at Auburn. Uh, the Tigers will be starting off the home schedule with the visiting Skyhawks coming to town. UT Martin will challenge Auburn a little bit in the flat and raining probably, but I don't expect another letdown performance from Auburn like what they had against UC Davis. I think Auburn probably wins by five, six, or maybe more points. Bridgewater College at Sewanee. Okay, now this is a cool matchup. Uh, Bridgewater had a nice first year. They pulled that upset of Sweetbriar. They got mysteriously erased from the record books. And then Swanee also had a nice run into the postseason. They finished fourth nationally. So this one could be a really nice meet. I'm going to go ahead and give the edge to Swanee because, one, their name is more fun to say. Uh, two, it's at home. And three, they probably have better riders. That last part is the key. Uh, Tigers by two. Then we have the meet of the week. Texas A&M at Georgia. The Bulldogs lost a close one to Auburn two weeks ago, and the Aggies beat the heck out of South Carolina that same weekend. So, on paper, this one favors the Aggies. But I'll say that both teams have an even amount of talent, and so whichever team rides better is going to win, basically. I mean, that's what you say every meet, but anyway, you know what I mean when I say that. Y'all, y'all, heck, most of everybody listening to this are writers, so you know what, you already know what's going on. Anyway, back to the preview. Uh, I think Georgia is going to win at home, actually, all right? So there, I think they're going to pull off the big upset. Um, it's probably going to be a one-point win or maybe even a tiebreaker and a decision, but I'm going ahead and calling the upset for Georgia. So those are the upcoming meets to keep an eye on. So as we close out the show, we're going to do something a little different here. This week, my mom passed away, and I'd like to share a story about her that I think y'all will like. Now, of course, she knew about this whole Auburn Elvis thing. She was cool with it. She actually taught me how to use a sewing machine back when I was a kid. So really, all this dressing up stuff and the cool things I do, it wouldn't be possible without her. So I was going through the photos on her phone the other day, and I came across a bunch of photos from that one time that she went to an Auburn equestrian meet. Now, my mom was a big Auburn fan, but her main sports were, were football and men's basketball. Uh, my folks had basketball tickets from like when I was a kid all the way up until basically right before Bruce Pearl got hired. Now, it had nothing to do with Bruce. They basically had gotten old enough that um, it, it was too uncomfortable for them to go to games and sit in the seat, the arena seating for three hours. So they let their tickets lapse and, and just watch games on TV, and that was fine for them. They still loved it. So back in 2020, when I was first getting into actually going to the meets and not just following it along online, 
um, I had sewed a whole bunch of these orange and blue stick horses. Now, the idea that I had at the time was I would make, you know, a bunch of them and I would give them out to fans and, you know, get people cheering and all that good stuff. Um, but when I got there, you know, it just it wasn't that kind of a scene. So we, I didn't really do that. But instead, what I did was I went over and I found uh, director of operations, Morgan McQuay, who is now Morgan Dick. And I showed her the horses and I asked her, hey, you know, would y'all want to give these away as the MOP gifts? And she said, sure. Um, so for the rest of that season, I had sewed a bunch of them and I gave them to Auburn and they were the official MOP gifts that year. So um, Morgan and them, they would basically uh, ask me and they say, well, you know, do you want money for these? And I'm like, no, 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 no. But I'll tell you what, when my wife comes along with me to these, she really would like to go over into the LaDove Lounge, which is, for those of y'all who don't know, this is the... Uh, a lounge. It's got fancy seating. Um, a lot of the top programs have these where uh, the donors will provide uh, the money to build a nice fancy area with catered food and drinks and it's better seating and it's luxurious and, and you basically have to be a rich person to be able to get in there. And so what I asked was, hey, for these stick horses, could I get you know my wife in there? And they were like, sure. So back to my mom. Uh, she knew about the whole stick horses thing and the MOP gifts. And so when I told her about the lounge, she was like, oh, well, I would go to an equestrian meet if I could get to sit in the fancy lounge. And so, again, I go back to Morgan and I say, hey, my folks are thinking about coming to a meet. Would it be OK if they could go into the lounge in exchange for the stick horses? And she was like, sure. So my folks came along with me to one of the equestrian meets that February uh, and watched Auburn win. Uh, they had a really nice time. They especially enjoyed the lounge. My mom would always mention going to that meet and being in the lounge and just what a, a nice memory it was. And so with all of that, I, I just want everybody to remember that when we go through all of this, what's really important here is that these college sports are about people that are actually, you know, doing the sports and the larger community that's that's cheering them on. So, yeah, we all want to win. We want to demonstrate athletic excellence and all that good stuff. But it's also about the impact that this is all having on the athletes' lives, their parents' lives, the lives of fellow students, and also the fans at large. Because we're all really taking part in these events together. And so even if it's just this little old lady who knows nothing about horses, She's still able to sit inside a climate-controlled lounge eating free food, cheering on the athletes from her favorite school. And that's all for this episode of War Horses. I'm your host, Auburn Elvis. Well, thank you very much, Mom. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode on the E2C Network. On your way out, I want to remind you to stop by E2Cnetwork.com. It's your one-stop shop for all our content across our podcast, YouTube channel, and much more. To stay up to date with us, make sure you're following social media accounts such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. While our content here may always be Auburn sports heavy, if it's orange and blue, it's what we do. War Eagle.